anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, back home sweet home after a brief stint in Chicago, where I actually spent a night with my better half, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell, who is broadcasting with us back in the land of the uh, the rednecks. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much. We, we made it home, and uh, we fully recovered from a night of drinking and debauchery it was <laughs> that was a lot of fun you went pretty hard that night i mean i went hard that that entire day i mean you probably saw me after oh, i don't know close to 12 hours of drinking i think i started about 11 a.m had a couple bottles of wine and then i i drove to we went to dinner i, I mean you you know all this i think i don't remember exactly what we talked about but uh dinner with my parents and and sister in the suburbs so we stopped at at my buddy's house to go uh say hi to him had a few uh drinks there i assure you i was okay to drive i mean this is over the course of several so i went to his you know went to his house at like three something got there at like four and then dinner at dinner at six obviously a couple bottles of wine at dinner and then met up with you uh and your lovely wife at the bar kicked your ass in pool got my ass kicked in cornhole <laughs> but uh overall pretty uh pretty fun night it was uh good you are ridiculously tall this guy's like a fucking seven footer uncomfortable standing next to him i had to make him sit down like every chance i got i was like dude you gotta sit the fuck down so we can see eye to eye here and then my wife isn't short either so there's always that yeah yeah, do you you guys have any kids together? You just have other people's kids. Yeah, well, we just got. I have my kids, and she has her kids. We were talking about that. It was like you know, her first husband was pretty short, and both of her kids by him are tall. Like her son's six two, and her daughter is close to her height. And then my ex wife is like five six. You know, she's not super tall. My son is over six foot tall at fourteen years old, and my daughter is like five seven five eight at 12 like all of all of our kids are gonna be gigantic it's like if we had had kids together yeah i was gonna say you should have just one gigantic kid together (laughs) we would we would have to literally raise all of the ceilings in every house we have just to just to house those trees yeah yeah well it was uh man it was a long long week just last week for me in general um I don't know if I told, did I tell you that I survived a, an earthquake here? I don't no. know if that came up. Yeah, there was a fucking earthquake. So this was Monday, the day before I left. It was a massive fucking earthquake. It was 7.6. It 
and it, it was south of here in uh, Michoacan, but it hit PV hard. Like I'm in, I'm in the building here and we had just had a, uh, an evacuation drill for um, tsunamis at, or maybe it was earthquakes. I don't know. It's the same fucking plan. You just run out of the building. <laughs> it's like, thank you. I didn't know that was the fucking idea. Uh, but so they have that at like 1230. And like an hour later, I, I'm I'm sitting, you know, I'm doing some work or whatever. And things just start shaking. And at first I was like, you know, sometimes the wind blows through here and like, you know, the TVs and plants, they shake. I'm looking around and like everything starts fucking shaking. It was horrifying, dude. The whole building just starts going crazy. The, the walls are cracking and crumbling. Things are falling over. And, uh, you know, at first I like got into the, I, I wasn't even fucking wearing any clothes. I was like sitting around. I like put on, thank God I had a pair of shorts like right, uh, right next to me for some reason. I ran out of here like in a pair of shorts and a, uh, a t-shirt with, with my phone. I didn't have anything else. I was barefoot running down the fucking stairs. Like the building is crumbling around me. I thought it was a fucking goner. I was like, oh Jesus, I'm I'm depending on Mexican construction to to hold up long enough for me to get out of here. But uh still standing. There's you know, they did a uh a three-hour walkthrough with an engineer that claimed there was no structural damage. It was all cosmetic stuff, which okay. I don't I I, I don't think they could check all three of these towers in that amount of time, but uh yeah there's like a lot of like just cracks everywhere um the stairwells were really fucking cracked up some of the other buildings took took on a lot of damage um nothing nothing fell over though um well my friend uh, who has the penthouse unit here their entire place got trashed like they asked me to go check it like later on that day when we got back which was like really i didn't want an aftershock when i was on the 25th floor have to run down the fucking stairs i had to walk up the stairs which was bad enough but yeah i got to their place like everything was tossed and broken um yeah they got hit real hard up there but i guess the fifth floor not as bad aftershock at about 3 30 in the morning that woke me up i was apparently the only one that woke up with that and of course i was all prepared i had my shoes and everything i walk i go downstairs and like nobody's there <laughs> just me and the security guards laughing it wasn't that bad but uh yeah so survived the earthquake next day went uh back to chicago and then yeah just like a four-day fucking bender it's there, funny that the uh the mexican evacuation plan is just run essay run <laughs> basically yeah run down the stairs to the basement and then get the fuck out and then well then you you know you got to worry about the tsunami after that um but yeah, so I guess they had a few a few more aftershocks while I was in Chicago. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't need any more earthquakes, man. That shit is scary. Never felt so helpless. We just get tornadoes around here. We don't we don't have to really deal with earthquakes typically. I don't. I mean, we are on a we are on a fault. So one of these days we'll probably get the big one that drops us off into the Earth's core. But for now, you know, we just right. get tornadoes it's any day now with the climate change, obviously. Uh, I mean, Florida, Florida's experiencing a lot of climate change right now. They're getting hammered by Hurricane Ian. And uh, it has been pretty funny to see like the memes and stuff, because, you know, so many people fled from New York and moved to to Florida. And now this is their first like hurricane season in Florida. (laughs) And like seeing the memes making fun of that. Oh, I haven't seen it. Pretty funny. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. 
that would well, be that was like when we when we lived in the or when I lived in the Mississippi Delta for a few years, uh, around this time of year, every year you would have hurricane season. And, and we were just far enough north that it wasn't terrible, but you would still get like, you know, a foot of rain and 70 mile an hour winds. So, you know, it's not great. And then we were also so we were on like the northern line of of hurricanes, but also on the southern line of like the tornado alley. So in the spring, you get tornadoes that came through. And then in the fall, you get hurricanes come up. And in the summer, it's 114 degrees. So this is like, you know, the place to live if you want to experience every most extreme condition possible. Yeah. And uh, the power but like power. when hurricanes would roll in, everybody would just batten down the hatches, load up on booze and wait it out for about three days. And then, you, you know, go back and get on with life. Yeah, I mean, when you're in some of these storms, it's hurricane season here as well. So uh, we haven't haven't had a direct one hit here in a while knock on wood but there's been some close by that have sent you know storms through here and, and pretty big waves and everything like when you see the power of mother nature up close in any of these events the idea that we're going to give joe biden a couple couple more trillion dollars and they're going to fix it is just like the most laughable idea ever i mean it's so preposterous it's like the dumbest probably the dumbest thing that you could think government can fix this it, it dude there's no fixing it there's nothing we can do the only thing you can do is try to like advance technology enough so that you can batten down the hatches and just booze for a while and and wait it out i mean that's it the whole climate change thing is like we're gonna fix it is ridiculous. Oh yeah, by 2050 we're gonna do all this and this, and we're gonna fix climate change. Bitch, you can't even predict the weather two hours from now. How are you gonna fix climate change? I know. Yeah, it's it's just yeah the amount of um hubris there. I mean, government has a tremendous amount of hubris when they talk about you know ridding the world of terrorism and shit like that. It's like okay, yeah, sure, and then yeah, we're gonna control the weather. And I mean, dude, they, they, we still have these power lines up that just are ridiculous. Like, bury the power lines, first of all. How about that? How you just start there? Get all the power lines buried so that we don't have, like, we don't lose power when winds come through. And, you know, there's like all these, you see all these like videos of fires that get started when trees get knocked over and all this shit. <laughs> uh, let's just baby steps here. How about that? The climate change. You guys are fucking ridiculous. Uh, Biden can't even remember when uh, that you know that that uh, congresswoman died in a car accident like a month ago, and he's where where are you at? What's her face? What's her name? Yeah, where where are you, Jackie? Jackie. I guess Jackie's not here. That's you're gonna uh, be here, Jackie. Uh, no, Jackie's dead. You you actually wrote like a a press release about it allegedly. I'm saying he he should know that he should know this. Like I'm not saying he cut her brakes, but he probably knows who did it, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like that's the one thing that old people always know. Like they read the obituaries like every day and they know when people die. <laughs> like I, I just remember like every old person would read those obits and they'd be like, oh, so-and-so died, so-and-so died. Like they keep track of that shit. And I guess when you get to be that age and you, I mean, we don't know exactly how long everybody's going to live, but we know approximately, you know, when you get to be Joe Biden's age, uh, we don't know exactly how much time you have left, but it ain't much. It, it's less than 10 years. <laughs> My grandmother's 90, and uh, she always used to tell me who all had died. And she's she hasn't done that in a while. I guess she just 
outlived everybody and stopped paying attention. But the last time she told me when when somebody died, it was a uh, it was a couple that she she refers to them as the younger couple. They were like in their early seventies, and uh, but they died of COVID. And basically, she called them bitches for for dying of COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would suck, man. To to die from like especially like the fourth strain like the omicron one it's like man you are one fucking pussy <laughs> that's my, my 90 year old grandmother who got one she got the initial shot of the vaccine and she said nope don't like that not doing it anymore i'm i'm out yeah well you know we do have something in the docket i guess that's not a bad segue and yeah I don't know if this, I mean, this is probably cause for concern, but also sort of a white pill. If you, if you had to guess, I know I spoiled this because we talked about it off air, but how many people, uh, what percentage of eligible people have gotten the most up-to-date COVID booster? What, what do you think the average person would guess as to what Even if that- you hadn't, I say, even if you hadn't told me the number, like just based on the way that they promote it, I would say I being skeptical would say like eight to 10%. I think the average person, if they just, if they just watch like mainstream media would probably think 30 or 40% of people are getting that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, somewhere in yeah, the 20 to 40% range, something like that, because you know, it would, it's not like the first round where like 70% of people got it or whatever. Uh, the actual number 1.5%. <laughs> 1.5. And this is the one, apparently they tested it on eight mice. That was the test to make sure that it was safe. Eight. How that's many of those that? That's a great question. Should I click on this link? <laughs> yeah. Data for the newly authorized COVID-19 booster based on mice. Uh-uh-uh. Probably at least one. Let's see. <laughs> oh God. I don't know. It's a long article. Um. Oh, is this the new booster that's supposed to be like tailored for uh, Omicron? And like, this is the updated, got, this is the right, updated yeah, vaccine, is, but they're still referring to it as a booster. Like, yeah, well, so it's supposed to be good for the original COVID-19 and then like the two Omicron subvariant, like the BA4 and BA5. It's supposed to be good for those and the original. Um, and I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. So, yeah, this is Pfizer's. Uh, They tested it on eight mice. Moderna, they did it on 16 to 20 mice. So there you go. How many of the mice died? I don't know if they're going to tell me in this article. They're not going to tell that. Probably not. They probably don't even tell what the testing data actually was for if it like showed to have any effect. They're just going to be like, yeah, we did the animal testing just so you feel good about it. We're not going to tell you what what the results were uh, because, you know, if you've tracked the uh the vaccine progress that that this stuff has made uh mrna vaccines have been making since like 2006 when they first started researching this stuff um yeah animal trials don't go very well for these animals but we tested it just so you know we tested it like they want you to feel good about it no because that was the big argument with the with the vaccine when it came out was there hasn't been any testing on this like we're we are they're using us as human guinea pigs. So they want to make sure that, you know, we, t- we tested this on animals. It has been tested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so apparently they've only been able to convince 4.4 million Americans to take this round of the 
of the booster. That's the the one point five percent of eligible people, and that that you know this is demoralizing for the uh, the special the infectious disease specialists at Yale Medicine, and they would have thought they'd have more people, you know, willing to take these boosters, and they've shipped twenty five million booster shots <laughs> around the U.S. to get prepared for this. Uh, this is like. <clears throat> One of the, the the biggest overestimates I, I can imagine uh, government doing. 20, so they've shipped 25 million, only 4.4 million have taken it. If you haven't taken it by now, you're not taking it. Like, why would you, right? And if you remember the the numbers on the first, when the, when the vaccine first came out, it was like 80% of people got the first shot and then like 68% of people got the second shot. So they were considered fully vaccinated and now we're down to 1.5%. And, and like the, the whole narrative is just crumbling all around them. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, Joe Biden declared the pandemic over, but they're, they're still trying to get these things eligible for children, you know, five to 11 for this round. I mean, like what kind of a psychopath is going to give this, this booster to their kids now? Well, and then there's all the data that's come out. Um, they've tried to they've tried to suppress it, but they're not doing it very successfully with the uh, mRNA stuff showing up in breast milk from mothers who took the vaccine uh, while they were pregnant. And then also there's been the uh, disruptions to menstrual cycles and all of that stuff. Uh, there was a gosh. I can't remember how many of them uh, or how what the statistic was exactly like the percentage of um, birth of problems with the pregnancy or the birth after women got the vaccine. Like there's a lot of stuff. It's and, and it's it's coming out progressively more and more like they can't just keep turning a blind eye to it. And and it's why you've seen at least at least two or three uh, European countries have put a hold on uh vaccination except for like for the most elderly yeah, and was it Denmark they were like yeah you have to like if you're over 50 and you have like a bunch of comorbidities and you're at a, a significant risk of like having severe covid um you know complications then get the vaccine but it's like yeah this is like a last resort because it fucks with you yeah and it's like if you're if you're young and healthy then we're not going to let you do this like it's it's not an option for you which is good like that's good that's what they should be doing right well and yeah you all that stuff you mentioned re remember we talked about this on the show months ago when we got that all that data from the military that forced the vaccines on everybody and they and then they have these reports of like all these fucking complications that they were having with uh, especially uh, particularly women so you guys can go back and, and listen to that episode. We ran through like a lot of the complications that they were having. And it, was, it wasn't just like a slight increase. It was like 40% increase in this, 50% increase in that. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things that they, it's almost as if like, you know, we have, remember when all the soccer players were just dropping dead on the fucking field? Like uh, a couple of my friends are convinced that they had myocarditis from the, the vaccine and they literally just got it because they were forced to for their jobs. Uh, we're, we're seeing young people at unprecedented rates um, having like heart complications, even dying. Like I, uh, 
I don't know if it was an article. I was like, there's the uh, the amount of insurance claims for um, like life insurance claims for people under the age of like 50 are, are have gone up by like 20 or 30 percent or something in the last two years. It's a it's a staggering number. And there's like there's all these articles coming out that's trying to, you know, ascribe it to something else, anything but the vaccine that we forced everybody. You know, it's like, hey, this could be due to climate change or like some other retarded thing that we've come up with, or we just don't know, like sudden infant death syndrome. And I, I don't even know what you call the the sudden uh, cardiac arrest of healthy young people in their 20s and 30s. <laughs> Does that have a name? Uh, yeah, SADS is the only thing I've heard. Ah, um, SADS, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, dude, it's like so obvious if you just, you know, take a step back, a sober step back and be like, okay, well, what happened over the last, uh, you know, almost two years now that could, you know, possibly explain all these anomalies in the data. And it's just like, well, there's one thing we, we did this experimental uh, drug gene therapy, and we gave it to hundreds of millions of people. <laughs> of all ages. And um, now we're seeing a lot of complications, but you know, it's probably just due to these other things like the lockdowns and depression and climate change, of course. There's a, there's a study on a medical journal and I'm, I'm working on posting it to the peddling fiction, Facebook, private Facebook group. So for anybody who wants to get this information and it's in the group, it's in the group now. Um, this, and this guy, the guy who did the the research, referred to this as like his life's work. Like this is this is gonna be his defining thing. Um, he goes through and looks at all cause all cause mortality pre COVID, and then post vaccine. And uh, it's the numbers are staggering. Like across the board, every demographic, every age group, every every definable category that you could look at all cause mortality since the vaccine went in or you know came onto the market has just shot through the roof it's insane yeah uh, yeah i mean this is dude like i said i i think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg with this and i don't know when there when the consensus is going to come out that we were completely fucked over uh, by the government and big pharma and the corporate press just propagandizing people to take these experimental drugs that were safe and effective. Do you, do you remember how many times safe and effective was thrown around? And it's like, what are you basing this on? Oh, eight mice. <laughs> well, this one, we had 16 mice in this one. Yeah, you got any people you fucking tried this on? There, there yeah, were that hasn't worked out real well either. <laughs> There were some studies with people and people fucking the, the same amount of people died in the control group that got, them, that got the fucking vaccine. And they just buried that shit. They just fucking which, buried uh, it. Which Pfizer or Pfizer data dump was it? I think it was the second one um, that showed where people who were having adverse reactions to the trials on these vaccines were just they would just be removed from the trial. Oh, yeah. They just drop them out. Yeah. 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 We talked about that on the show, too. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like, oh, and as soon as, uh, you know, the other thing that happened was as they were running these the trials, right? And as soon as the vaccine got ready, like was uh, 
I don't know, uh, certified for like emergency use or something. Then they were just like, well, we just didn't feel comfortable with a control group getting a placebo. So we just gave everybody the vaccine because we didn't want to have that on our conscience. Like they would fucking admit to this. Like, and that's your study. So your study where you give the placebo to some people and the vaccine to the others was completely obliterated the second you just started giving everybody the vaccine because they thought they had enough data after like a couple of weeks and it was certified for it's unfucking believable man well and what here criminal i don't know it hasn't been that long ago that the uh the biden administration was like blaming uh, trump for rushing the vaccine out like hold up hold up you spent the entirety of 2021 praising and touting how this vaccine was going to like end COVID and it was the best thing ever. And we had to mandate it for everybody. You had to fire nurses. You had to fire people in the military. You had to fire government officials. Like everybody had to either get vaccinated or get fucked. And now you're saying that the Trump administration rushed it out. Uh, What? Yeah, uh, dude, I I feel so bad for people that were that capitulated on this. We have no idea the long, like this is just the short-term effects that we're seeing now. We're, we're seeing more and more issues pop up and a pattern is forming, but who knows what, like how many years have been taken off the lives of young, healthy people that would have been perfectly fine after a bout with Omicron or whatever. Um, and of course, you know, they've shielded the the pharmaceutical companies from, from liability. Did they, I, have they shielded, like if your company forces you to get this and then you have an adverse uh reaction to it can you go after your company at least can you get them i think there is some legal precedent for that yeah. uh, i'm not 100 percent sure i know i know there are some uh some like good lawyers who are kind of in like our circles that have worked with people to um get them compensation for being for being let go for not getting the vaccine uh like for instance, Mark Claire got a big settlement uh, because they put him off work because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Um, and like there have been a bunch of other cases very similar to that. So I know there is legal precedent for if they fired you or laid you off because you wouldn't get it, that that you can you can definitely get uh, compensation for that. But in terms of like if you have some sort of adverse medical or uh, like health Re, uh, reaction to the vaccine and your company forced you to get it i don't i don't know but i would i would think so it's i guess i guess the thing that they're going to come back to is it's going to depend on the judge and probably you know if you're in a blue state or a red state but it's also going to depend on uh like how does the how does the defense go about painting how do you prove that it was a it was related to the vaccine, yeah. which I mean, yeah, it, it would be a tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it is tough to fucking prove any of that shit, but I, I don't know, dude, heads should just fucking roll for this. It, well, it I mean, you, you, you say that you say it's tough to prove any of that, but a, a lot of these people like did not have these problems, got a vaccine and literally within days had yeah. problems. So <laughs> like that, it seems kind of easy to, Oh, what was the one study that showed that the uh, the vaccine related deaths were ridiculously underreported because 
anybody who was having an adverse reaction within the first 14 days of vaccination was not being counted. They were still considered unvaccinated within the first 14 days of receiving it. So that way, none of those deaths, none of those yeah. adverse effects counted. Like that's the bullshit that has been going on. Yeah, there's and then there's all kinds of weird shit that they they were doing at the hospitals when you were admitted to sort of um, obfuscate the fact that you were actually vaccinated. So it would it would like you would be vaccinated, but they would like mark it as like unknown or something. And then they would. So, you know, this pandemic of the unvaccinated, like, you know, filling up hospitals and dying left and right. Turns out most of those people probably when you actually dig into their medical records were vaccinated, but they just did this, some weird paperwork bullshit. Dude, every it's so fucking criminal and it run like how quickly it permeated through all of society is still just mind-boggling to me yeah it's uh and it just it just goes to show you like government fucking poisons everything everything literally yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> oh man it yeah they've they've totally corrupted the healthcare industry now um it's yeah and and like the communication about like people that were blowing the whistles on this stuff and they were deplatformed demonetized they were silenced it's man it's it's bad but at least uh only one and a half percent of people are continuing with this fucking ridiculousness by the way uh mexican uh air airline regulations still got to wear your mask in the airport and on the plane yeah it's so fucking well, stupid, man. It's so stupid. And you know, on the the, the really positive side of that one point five percent is like that's that's why Biden said that the pandemic is over because everybody's done with yeah, it. Yeah, like, because the jig is up. Like we're, we're most normal people have had it with this bullshit. I mean, you still see a lot of like crazy people walking around with their masks on and like bragging about did you see I retweeted this uh this guy's Twitter post about the mask that he was wearing? He's wearing like this fucking intense respirator with like an N95 underneath it and we're just bragging about it. And then like you read through the comments and people are like one upping him. Well, and people are so fucking stupid. Like the. All right. I had to like I used to have to do fit testing and stuff for the respirators that we wore in, in the grain elevators and everything. And like the problem with everything about his picture is like if you if you have that respirator properly fitted. It doesn't need anything underneath it. Like you have, you have stopped the respirator from doing its job by putting the N95 right. under. Yeah, it's like, like wearing two condoms. <laughs> the, like you've, you are, you are undermining what that nice respirator is supposed to do by throwing on an N95. Like just let, like, and this is this is the level of retardation that these people have that they have absolutely no fucking clue. Like I've done fit testing and an actual like in the field testing on every one of these fucking masks that they've used. And th that's why I came out at the very beginning when they said, you know, to that we needed to wear a mask. I was like, every mask that you were suggesting, I have field tested that in a grain elevator setting surrounded by dust. None of them work. It doesn't matter which one you put on. Within 30 to 45 minutes, you taste dust. So if dust particles are getting through, that means Every virus on the planet can get through that with no problem. Like this, your mask is not a deterrent in any way. 
Dude, I was surprised I still had one. It was like in the bottom pocket of my backpack. Because, yeah, I was like walking through the airport like a normal human being. And then some lady starts yelling at me, some security lady, about putting on a fucking mask. And I was like, oh, shit, like I don't have a mask. And I just started digging through my backpack and I found one. I've got a uh, fake mask that I keep in my bag, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so stupid. And then, but you don't have to get tested anymore. Uh, I wonder if I can write off all the, I spent like probably $500 on COVID tests to just travel over the last couple of years. I'm going to write that off of my taxes. Fuck you guys. Do it. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your morning started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzati.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzati, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code Fiction. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. Hey, you want to talk about Nord Stream? Uh, talking about how uh, our government is wrecked everything uh looks like they're wrecking the european energy sector as well uh, you know yeah um it does all signs point to we sabotaged Nord Stream one and two i i don't think for a fucking second the russians did this <laughs> and there was also there was also like rumblings that it might have been poland because poland stands to move into position of uh, of being a key player in the natural gas market if russia is taken out of it but it um, I was reading some some commentary and some other like socio political stuff with how all of that works in that part of the country and it or that part of the world. And while Poland does stand to benefit, um, like it wouldn't make sense for them to do it. Like it, um, there's there's a lot of also negative uh, negative repercussions that are going to come out of this for for all of Europe. So like that would be. That would be like shooting themselves in the foot to to try to get ahead. Like um, it didn't didn't make a lot of sense for it to be Poland. Like it, it really does seem like it's uh, us. Yeah, and for those I guess for those of you who don't know, the Nord Stream one and two are these like massive natural gas pipelines that are running underwater, and somebody blew up <laughs> basically both of them. And they're sending gas, like these huge gas bubbles up to the surface. There's an interview uh, with Joe Biden at a, well, he's given a press conference. And one reporter asks him, like, you know, what's going to happen if Russia invades Ukraine or something? And he basically just comes out and says, oh, well, uh, there won't be a Nord Stream 2 if they do that. And the, and the reporter asks him, well, uh, you know, how are you going to control that? It's not your Nord Stream 2. It's... <laughs> Yeah, she's like, to you. but and, Germany and, has Germany has control of that. How are you going to do that? Yeah, and, and you know, Biden just has this smirk on his face, like this shit-eating grin. He's like, "Oh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it." Oh man, the look on that, the look on his face when he says that, like, it's fucking creepy. Uh, we Should we, we watched the video. 
we watched that video on uh, on the morning show that I do this morning. And, and like, I just paused it on his face after he says that. It, it's kind of uh, sadistic is, might not even be a strong enough term for it. Like his, his the look on his face is. Yeah, let's see. If, uh, I'm, I might be able to pull it up without my computer exploding on me. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Johnny and technology. It's not this one. No. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Well, so while you're trying to do that, like one of the um, one of the implications of this and something that's been talked about previously is that uh, the U.S. and NATO have been actively through uh, sanctions and everything else, and then uh, with suppressing the Nord Stream stuff, they've been trying to push Russia out of the gas market in in Europe. But the problem with that is that the alternative to Russia as the primary gas supplier for Europe is the United States is the primary gas supplier for Europe. And like, we can't supply it for nearly as cost effective as Russia can. So it's driving up energy costs for all of Europe, but I mean, it's making all of the, it's making all the big energy sector, uh, big dicks in the U S who are very closely tied to NATO and the heads of the European Union is making all of them ridiculously wealthy, but it's fucking over the entire European population, basically. So, I mean, like, if you ever thought that the people in charge of the EU were actually, <laughs> um, actually cared about a European Union and the people of Europe, oh no, 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 they they have no such qualms. They are all about the uh those who are running the eu not about the not about europe itself uh so like uh, that's that's one of the number one things is that it's it's really fucking over the energy sector in in europe and driving prices through the fucking roof and then the second part of that is like all of the dumbass uh ukraine flag in their bio uh leftists here in the u.s like they think this is a great thing well guess where all that uh u.s natural gas is coming from evil fracking don't, don't say the f word <laughs> <laughs> like fracking uh since since all of this since all of the uh uh the shit sanctions on russia have gone into effect i think fracking is up up 40 percent um in the u.s because we are making up for the the missing oil and or the missing gas the supply over in in europe like so fracking is up through the roof but yeah they're all about environmentalism and they think fracking you know fracking's the devil unless uh we're sticking it to russia in which case yeah frack away it's the lesser of two evils i, I did just see a, a headline california is gonna ban track wants to ban natural gas by like 2050 or something Forget. <laughs> Hang on, they're banning gasoline. They're banning natural gas. What are they going to run on? Like uh, something you got to power gonna, this Hope and change. That's hope and change. It worked so well the first time. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. But let's uh let's get a let's uh listen to Joe Biden here. I got I got the clip pulled up. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We, we will bring an end to it. But do, but how will you how will you do that exactly? 
since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. Of course, my, my pop-up saying you have like low resources or something comes across. Well, she, the, the, the journalist who asked the question, like she was, she seemed to be sincerely like, she was dumbfounded that he, that he would said that she was like, yeah. but, but wait, how, how is that even possible? That's the Nord Stream 2 is within Germany's control, not yours. And then he's just uh, like, because we're going to fucking do it. Yeah, we'll bomb the shit out of that like we do everything else. It's unbelievable, man. Like the American other, diplomacy. Yeah. Well, the other thing, did you see that they stuffed another 12 billion into a fucking stopgap funding bill for Ukraine? Over the last week and a half, there have been three separate bills that have gone through Congress. One for 12 billion, one for uh, like 950 million, and then another for 1.1 billion. Uh, they're, it, These motherfuckers, dude. This is uh, so the, the one I'm talking about. They have a stopgap funding bill to fund the government for like the next oh. three months or something till December, I think. It's like they for they don't fund anything. The whole thing is just run on debt and they're just printing money. But so they're they're passing this stopgap funding bill so that we can keep the government doors open. God forbid. God forbid the government should shut down for a couple of months. And buried in that is another 12 and a half billion dollars to Ukraine. Four and a half for weapons, uh, four and a half for like general government horseshit support. And then, uh, you know, whatever. They, they're just not going to stop that. The, the total is now like $65 billion, which is apparently the entire military budget of Russia or something. <laughs> we've, we've just printed and given to, to Ukraine. Have you looked at the, the breakdown of like funding from different countries going uh, of like money and straight up cash? Uh, humanitarian aid and military aid going into Ukraine from all over the world. Uh, the U.S. has sent the U.S. has sent more in military aid. No, no, wait. Uh, the U.S. has sent more in just straight cash than the entire rest of the world has sent all forms combined. Uh, and then, like, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like twelve billion in just straight cash, just cash money straight to Ukraine. Uh, is what we've sent. And then another, uh, it's like 30 billion worth of uh, military aid. And then I, I think it was like 14 billion in like humanitarian aid or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. They're, they're never going to stop. They're just never going to fucking stop. They are robbing us blind. And, you know, Ukraine government is getting filthy fucking rich off of this. They're prolonging this war. Who knows what the response is going to be to this Nord Stream 2 sabotage, or 1 and 2 sabotage. I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore, man. These motherfuckers. They're, they, it feels like they're deliberately pushing things closer and closer to the brink of like full-on World War III. Like, yeah. They're, going, they're pushing what... Russia into the arms of China, and then uh, like... And then what? Like you have too much. Uh, you have too much control of oil, gas, etc. With Russia, especially where they're positioned in, uh, you know, in that part of the world. And then you have too much of just the straight up money uh, owner own, ownership of the world's debt and production of you know 
I mean, everything is produced in China. Like you're you're pushing everything, you're pushing all your chips into opposing those two like massive powers that as you progressively push them into each other's arms, you're you're going to create this like superpower that holds uh half of everything. Like that's not yeah, a good well, position to I, be you in. You know, they're maybe their end game, like they're trying to create as much chaos and carnage as possible in hopes that we'll coalesce around each other. Like, Oh, we got to all come together and, and fight this big enemy. Now. I, I don't know what other fucking card they have to play. I, I mean, the, the Biden presidency has been an unmitigated disaster. Uh, we've got, so we have the midterm elections they are a month away. I don't know what the, uh, the October surprise is going to be. Maybe uh, Biden will, uh, kick the bucket here in October. Isn't did you like see that uh, Trump Trump offered to to head up negotiations with Russia? <laughs> he is the great negotiator. <laughs> it's tremendous. Uh, but you know, we I have some uh, some you know anecdotal evidence on the economy here that uh, <clears throat> we uh, you know so we've been talking about just sort of interest rates and. Inflation and the housing market. Uh, that the housing market, it, I, I think, has officially blown up. Surprise, surprise! Um, just before I sold my property, um, home sales, uh, pending home sales, have tumbled to eleven-year lows. The uh, mortgage rates have risen above seven percent for the first time in twenty-two years. And they got above 7% in like less than a month. It went from like six to over 7%. Like they are rising very, very fast. So the, the housing market is imploding right before our eyes. Uh, that was one thing that the, you know, the government and the Federal Reserve have been, have been using to sort of prop up this economy. They like to you know, create a wealth effect through rising home prices where people can extract equity and borrow against their houses and spend that money to drive phony GDP growth and all, all kinds of shit like that. So the, the bottom's falling out of the housing market. Um, Americans are now drawing on their savings more than, uh, more than usual. 29% of Americans are, are like drawing down on whatever savings they have. And then on top of that, you've got the um, the purchasing power loss has been calculated by um, who did this? The Heritage Foundation. They they've estimated that since Biden took office, Americans have lost on average forty two hundred dollars per um, per is it per household? Let me see here. Hang on just a second. Where did that just go? I didn't pull it up in this one. Um, it just says Americans. So the average American has lost forty two hundred in call, call it four grand something like that. Uh, no big deal. The uh, not looking good for the for the Biden administration here in the midterms. I mean, there was already chances are going to be, um, you know, when you have these midterms, there's usually a lot of turnover in favor of the, um, you know, the opposition party. But you have gas prices uh, near all time highs, inflation running at 40 year highs. The, well, and remember Biden early on in his presidency, like in April or so of 
of 2021. Like he was touting how the stock market was the highest it had ever been. It's like, well, you know, you shut the whole fucking world down for a year and then you finally open shit back up. So like, yeah, there's going to be a, a course correction and things are going to come back and people are going to be excited and like it's going to jump. That that wasn't an indication of anything Biden did other than just like, you know, let people go back to fucking work. Um, but the most recent numbers are um, since Biden went into office, the stock market has lost seven point six trillion dollars. Oh, almost about as much as they printed under Trump. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that funny how that works? So, and that's basically just because the Federal Reserve has been gradually raising rates. I mean, that's basically, you know, they they print all this money, they send it into the fucking Wall Street casino. And now they have to. Now the inflation is is running amok. They're trying to pull it back a little bit, and now the bottom's just falling out of the fucking stock market. I saw uh, Zuckerberg lost like seventy billion dollars in net worth last week, or something like that. <laughs> like he just got fucking chopped in half because of the stock price uh, going down. I mean, and, I wish I had seventy billion to lose. That would be pretty cool. And still have another seventy billion just left over. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. But I, all of this wealth, it's all fucking phony bullshit. It's all an illusion. And man, is it, these like these chickens are coming home to fucking roost. And it's going to be I think it's going to be a fucking bloodbath in November. I don't care what any of this fucking polling data says. Maybe yeah, I'm not trust- because I don't really live in the country anymore, but I couldn't imagine voting Democrat after this not that all of these problems are democrat problems like i said they printed seven trillion dollars under trump you know spending went up from obama under trump so it's like the problem is government it doesn't matter who's in there if it's a republican or a democrat but it just looks really bad from uh the you know the average american's perspective that biden's in there the stock market's down inflation is way up Donald Trump can like point to the dollar nine gas prices or whatever it was when he was in office because he just got out of there in time. He got out right before the buck and bottom dropped out of this market. And, and uh, Joe Biden's left holding the bag and he has no fucking idea what day of the week it is or who just died. Uh, he has no idea what's going on. My favorite Biden clips are him just wandering aimlessly off the stage. I, mean, that's oh, I know, the- dude. There's going to be so many just like fucking uh, like mashups. <laughs> Of him just like wandering, and it should be. I don't know, I can't believe maybe somebody's done this, but the you know, the John Travolta one where he's like looking at his wallet and he's like all confused, like, or is it a wallet? He's just looking around, he's like, you know, and they and they put that everywhere. Yeah, that one they should do that with Biden. I mean, like, there's a million of them, but he's the one running the country, he's running the most powerful fucking country on the face of the earth, right into the ground, right into the ground. <laughs> And it's just, it's such a great, like, uh, I don't know, like symbol of uh, America, like where America is right now to have just this bumbling buffoon, senile old man at the, at the wheel as we're just like driving this country off the cliff. Stop the gas, baby. Let's go. Yeah. It's, uh, man, it's, Things are going to get really fucking bad here, and they're not even trying to take it seriously. It's like, oh, let's just shove another $12 billion into this stopgap funding bill because we can. J- just fucking stop it. Just stop doing that shit. Can you just stop it now? Like inflation at 40-year high? We don't care. Here's another $12 billion for Ukraine. Like who gives a shit? 
they're, they're just going to do it until they can't do it anymore. And there's no stopping of, them. Johnny, it's because of the greedy corporations. That's why we have inflation. It's not government spending. The oh, Fed yeah. does not I do know. that. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, price gouging talk and greedy business owners down in Florida now. Yeah. Charging $10 for a bottle of water or something like that. Damn some supply and demand. It's all price gouging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that, you know, those, those increased prices will drive some supply into Florida. People will be driving down with uh, bottled water and generators and all kinds of stuff but it looks pretty bad over around like fort myers and uh naples i think got got smacked pretty hard i need to make a trip to florida i could take some bootleg bottles of water yeah yeah sam's is right down the road (laughs) yeah dude this is uh well i i love how like the other the other great just um example of how government operates because they claim to care about you and your family and all that stuff, right? What's Joe Biden's solution to um, all of these problems that we just sort of rattled off? You know, what is his biggest concern? And it, it's clearly the midterm elections. And if you need any more evidence as to what he's worried about, uh, you know, forgiving the student loan debt, you know, right before these um, these midterms and shit like that. He's been raiding the uh, strategic uh, petroleum reserves like a fucking madman. They're at their lowest levels since 1984. And this is all just to try to keep gas prices down. Have you seen the amount of that that's been sold to China? I haven't. I remember. Oh, God. Go just go look it up. It's it's fucking insane. Like fully half of the reserves that they've pulled out, they've sold to China. And, well, and they're, so they're at their lowest level in 38 years. I know that because I was born in 1984. That's how I just did that math. Um, happy birthday to me, by the way. It was Saturday. Was <laughs> um, but yeah, so like what they're rating our, our strategic petroleum reserves. The strategy, I guess, is to just use it to try to get reelected. Because what's going to happen when we actually have... Uh, a gas, you know, a petroleum crisis where we need this fucking oil. It's not going to be there because the government, you know, robbed from our future in order to get reelected. And it's and not even going to work. I mean, like the odds of that overcoming all the other stuff I just rattled off with people's, uh, they can't afford houses. They're at all time, uh, you know, 7% mortgage rates. Prices are going to fucking tumble now. Um, you know, the bond market's imploding. Inflation's, you know, you lost $4,200 in purchasing power this year. <laughs> it's like, oh, but hey, you know, get, we kept gas from going from like, you know, uh, $6.99 a gallon, to, you know, down to $5.99 a gallon by raiding the strategic petroleum reserve. Even if it, if it even had that much effect, it probably didn't even do that. So they're just raiding this thing, our rainy day fund, as far as oil is concerned, uh, in, a, in a pathetic attempt to try to buy more votes for the for the november elections and it's too little too late i think but well, it just goes to show other, you where their priorities are biden's other solution to to the hurricane moving in was uh bringing this whole episode back full circle he suggested that you need to make sure you get vaccinated because everything is more difficult if you're not vaccinated <laughs> especially a hurricane yeah also your heart beating is more difficult 
Yeah. Oh God, that is unbelievable. Yeah, just get vaccinated. It's just so fucking stupid, man. They don't even have like a good propaganda anymore. And go if you haven't already listened to the interview we put out. I do apologize for the audio quality. Some of it was out of my control, but I thought it was still worth uh, worth putting out. But yeah, like the propaganda now, it's just these like fucking bumper stickers. <laughs> they just chant over and over again. And they have no like, <laughs> oh, there's a hurricane. Get vaccinated. OK, thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's my biggest concern now. I, you know, in addition to not having power or food or water, I'd also like to have like heart palpitations <laughs> and myocarditis. You know, at least in like 1984, the propaganda and like the news speak and everything, it was at least well done. Like you could, you could understand why people might buy into it, but this shit that they're doing now, it's just like, they don't, they're yeah. not even trying. No. Like, well, it's like, it's like watching, uh, <laughs> Uh, what's her name? Jean-Pierre go through a press conference where she's just frantically flipping through a book and she sees something and just says it. <laughs> oh, what's the answer to this? I don't know. Get vaccinated. Uh, sir, we're, t- we're talking about a hurricane. I-, I know, but you should get vaccinated. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Fucking clown world. Yeah, it, it really is uh, just an unbelievable time to be alive and to be sane. Um anyway i guess we'll get out of here on that because we're coming up on time you got to get back to work so um anything you got going on this week you need to this upcoming sunday afternoon at 2 p.m central i will have pete quinonis on my show and we are going to talk about nazi book burnings everybody knows that the nazis burned books but not a lot of people know what they were burning and the significance of that. So we're going to talk about the Nazi book burnings on Sunday. That's awesome. You got the the man beyond the wall, free man beyond the wall, formerly known as. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Become a supporting listener of the show, and you will get into the happy hour that we're going to have on Friday. And is that... No, that's still that's still September. Okay, last day of the month. We'll do that at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. They're usually a lot of fun. So 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and um, do all that for us. We will be back with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction.